right, I am I am now recording. Okay. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. Okay, welcome to the inaugural Bottom Feeders Club meeting, meeting of the minds to discuss all things fantasy football, all things lick that bag. Uh, we've got a packed agenda, so we're just going to jump right in. Um, item one on the agenda is a roll call, so I will I will kick us off. My name is James McGahey, and I am a bottom feeder. I am one in five in lick that bag going through week six. I have a whopping 80.9 points per game, which is up 14% from last season, which is pretty good. Um, and I came in last place last season, as you all know, which is why you're listening to this fucking podcast. Okay, I've got two guests with me. Who wants to jump in? I'll jump in, but I don't know my points per game. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Uh, my I... name is Sam. I'm a bottom feeder. Uh... My current record is two and four. Um, my points per game, I don't know, I'm going to estimate it around 95 this season. I had one bad week, but I got, I got a good week or two in there. Uh, and uh, you already forgot. last year I came in ninth place. There you go. There we go. I remembered. Three and nine, and then he scrambled his way into ninth place after the consolation bracket when nobody else cared. The Sammy scramble. Sammy Scramble. I like to think of it as peaking at the right time, James, but, you know. Uh, like when you're already out, then you peak? Well, no, like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, so I guess that leaves me. Uh, I'm Gonzo, as you all know. Last year, I'm feeling this. This year, uh, what am I? <laughs> Pat changed my name. I actually don't know what it is either. That's how much attention I've been paying this time. Anyway, I am a bottom feeder, I guess, for the purpose of this podcast, although I do take exception to it. Um, My current points are 558, which is good for 93 a game. A little misleading, but we can get into that later. Um, I came in 10th last year, and... um, um, I'm here to uh, talk about why that happened, what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. year to avoid that, and uh, among many other things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. It is. It's. Um, I think one of the one of the important tenets of the Bottom Feeders Club is acceptance, and you know, eventually we'll get there with you, Gonzo. But it's okay now. Um, you 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 don't think you are, but you came in tenth place last season. Uh, you came in last place the season before that. But you're not a bottom feeder. You're right. You're not a bottom feeder. I, I got a question. Who came in 11th place? Who came in 11th place? I don't remember. I, I closed it. I think it was Virk. Oh, okay. And this year it's going to be Pat, which is great. We'll get some new blood. <laughs> oh, 11th? I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> th- thank you for that segue. Um we're gonna jump. We're gonna jump into item one of the agenda. We've got a. We've got an agenda that we have to get through. So we're gonna jump into item one. Item one is is a great uh, is a great place for us to really get something off our chest. It's the airing of grievances. Gonzo, I know you've got a lot of grievances. So I'm gonna go ahead and and let you kick us off with the things that are irking you. What's what's getting you cheesed off about lick that bag? 
feels good to finally get this off my chest. I feel like it's never been talked about. Um, but I like how the way you took my references towards airing of grievances this week as it being I have many. I just have one heavy. Okay, one grievance. <laughs> airing of grievance. <laughs> but it is an airing of grievance in my case. Um, we got 12 teams, right? Mm-hmm. Four teams make the playoffs. I've never heard of this in any league. Um, it's a standard format. I can get past it. I, I have gotten Except that apparently I haven't. Yeah, I think but you and I are the only ones that haven't. It's gotten to a point. It's just ridiculous. So what happens in this league is the championship is won, um, and then they, the teams that have finished highest in the league are just rewarded year after year with these high picks. I know Pat's argument is to counter tanking, but there are other ways. The reason this league has gotten so top-heavy is not completely because we suck. Not completely because of that. I agree. There's an element. There's an element to, you know, just the fact that the same teams are getting rewarded year after year with the highest picks. I'm still going to try all season to get, like, the high, high points per week and, like, maybe try to trade for some keepers next year or something like that. I don't think anyone in this league has a serious problem with legitimate tanking. And we could do, like, week-to-week rewards, things like that. But the fact that the highest points in the league is going to get first choice for draft position year after year. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. And then there's the layup of the argument right there that's like, well, first pick isn't always best. (laughs) Well, that's why we do first choice. So it is literally the best spot. Yeah. They're getting rewarded with it. But it's, I'm not even trying to say it should be reversed. This is what I'm telling you is heavy. I, I, it's just spaced out my points a little bit more, but it's all coming out. That's uh, good. Well, it's all one topic. Well, let's. I, here's the thing, though, Gonza. The, the next, one of the agenda topics will be rule changes, suggested rule changes. So if we need to jump into some rules, 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 we will do that. Um, but I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, it, the the argument that it's it doesn't necessarily mean that team's going to pan out. I would just have to say, look at Christian McCaffrey. I think he's panning out. It's a pretty, pretty obvious choice. Um, well, I think, did, did Jesse pick second, and then some idiot did not take Christian McCaffrey first? Either way, top three are the top three for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And there are always players, almost always players, that are going to be carrying teams all season. And those players are getting added to championship rosters mm-hmm. or near championship rosters, top four in the league. So that's man, right. That's right. I'm not even asking for mentioning the whole tanking argument doesn't even stand because our our trade keeper policy is also so loaded towards tanking that if you're gonna tank, you're gonna tank to get some sweet keeper. It's it's yeah. not even gonna be to try and get some great draft position or right. whatever. Well, but here's the thing. like Tanking for the keeper doesn't even work because nobody wants to trade away their good keeper positions. And so, essentially, if you have a good keeper, you probably got lucky in the draft or Pat dropped somebody that he shouldn't have dropped that you picked up for fab. So there's no you even... engineered a trade to end up with a player in the ninth or 10th round when really you, you 
you're trading him for a player in the first or second yep. round draft, but you've you've set it up so that all, all right. of a sudden this this is a little this is too legitimate of a grievance. We need to move on. We need to we need to get, we need to get away from this topic. Gonzo, you've you've started us down a dark path here. I I, I agree with all your points. I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent But we need to, we need to move on to the next grievance. Sam, what do you got? Right. So I agree with Gonzo's points that the whole playoff thing is just ridiculous. So I'm thinking we should change it up and maybe go with like a five person playoff system. So we'll do like uh, first off. I think we should bring back the whole sixteenth week. Is this a grievance? I, it is. A grievance. <laughs> this way we get five people in the playoffs, and you never know. I mean, if if I'm proof of anything last year, it's you can have a shitty ass record and totally be. I don't think I was last in points somehow, but point was I was no, last you in fantasy. I was definitely last in fantasy, and. Uh, somehow still came out with a ninth place just because uh, peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do instead is we're going to give the, the first five people in, the bottom two, they do a one-week playoff to figure out which one wins the wild card. That's the wild card matchup. Oh, like then, true wild card. Yes. The wild card what means? Uh, 11th and 12th. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. and then one through three, they're going to have a three-way. And those three, whenever one scores first in points, he'll get the first seed. Whenever yep. scores second in points, the, the second seed. And then you got your third coming in to, uh, to uh, we'll play the second. So second and third doesn't really matter. I guess you're, you're going to play each other either way. But then you got first, first, fourth. So, well, I feel like so first, hold on. Uh, Wait, so first three do a round robin. The next five are in... And then eleventh and twelfth do a one game play in, and then do, who do they get the one seed? You seem you seem fixated on the eleventh and twelfth. I, I I don't think this rule change is going to help you make the playoffs. I think it should. I think, it, no, I think I mean, we I should. I don't know what we can do. I mean, we can we can try like uh, the the true wild card and just go with like a coin flip type situation, or a, I don't know, draw a card, chug off. We, we can get something in here. Yeah, I think we should we should figure out a way to shoehorn somebody into the playoffs as long as it's not Pat. So there's just another reason for him to get upset that he didn't make the playoffs because he always comes in fifth place. And it would be great if he came one slot away from the expanded playoff and then saw somebody wild card their way in that was not him. We can call fifth Pat's place. And the irony is, as soon as we do it, he'll never come in fifth. He'll, he'll just be locked in at that sixth spot. Yeah. <laughs> or the wild card. Point, or the wild card is whoever beat Pat by the most points that is not in the playoffs. Also, the biggest blowout of the season on Pat. On Pat, yes. The problem. Is, the problem is that's probably Jesse, so he's already in there. All right. This was a great grievance, Sam. This was again jumping into the rule change section, but that's okay. You know, this this is a fluid agenda. We're going to work through it. We're going to work through it as a team here. I. I can I cap off my grievance just with uh, a caveat to the the ending of it will be a rule change. Okay. I have, I have a proposal. I'm not even asking for a 16 playoff, although I'd vote for it. It's got my vote. Um, it's It all stems back to our draft order. It really does. I think that it's based on highest points, and we should – I'm not even asking for like a reverse – some people do like the least amount of points gets first pick. That's kind of whack. 
it's fantasy football. It, that part of it should be random. You want it back to random. Okay. Yeah. That's an official official rule request from Gonzo. Bring back the random draft order. Okay, I've got a couple grievances before we go into the to the next rule changes. If if you would, if you will so kindly indulge me, so couple couple important things here that I think are uh, relevant to to the bottom feeders. Here's here's what I need. I need the commish. I need Pat to send out a notification on Tuesday evening at nine o'clock that says you need to place your fab bids for tomorrow. And includes a link to the best waiver wire pickups article that he can find. Give me some help here, because I forget every single week. Every single week, it's either I completely forget, and then I wake up in the morning and it says, "Oh, look at all these free agent moves," and I go, "Shit, I missed on everybody." Or I remember, and it's like I like wake up at eleven fifty eight, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I need to put in put in some bids," and I just bid at random and I don't read anything, and then I find out that I bid like. $12 for somebody that nobody else was even bidding on. So we need some we need some notifications here. Do do me a service. I'm in last place. Help me out here. Give me some notifications. Give me the best waiver wire pickups and I promise you I might read it. That's what I that's that I think is a fair enough thing for us to to put into play. Second thing we need to we need to put on the table here. I am sick of the stigma of not caring enough about fantasy football to remember to do stuff. I it's too it's it's a problem of being a busy person, of having a life. Gonzo's watching Shits Creek right now. Why does he need to be caring about fantasy football? Sam's playing Fortnite. He shouldn't be caring about fantasy football. We need to switch the stigma. The people that are obsessively listening to podcasts, reading articles, going nuts about it, and having an opinion on every single waiver wire pickup under the sun, they're the ones that have a problem. Not me. You guys need to grow, grow up, get a life, get out of here. Stop pretending like you matter because you're in first place. There is a, there is a trope that I lived by in college, um, and it, it turned out okay enough, I guess. Uh, but that, what, my, my system was foolproof. It was an A- minus if you only did like an hour of work is so much better than an A if you did 12 hours of work. So I'll take 12th place with an, with an aggregate uh, amount of effort of one hour over 12 weeks of the regular season. If that means Jesse's taking first place and it takes him 100 hours because he's, put, he's putting in 10 hours a week on fantasy football. Jesse, you'll be I'm willing to bet that every single person in this podcast got screwed over by the early morning Saturday game this week. Sunday game. Yeah, we had Sunday game. I totally forgot that you had to play a player, and uh, I got stuck with Greg Olson in the game. Oop. Oop. I did not because I don't have any Panthers or, or Bucks, but I would have been in trouble. I would have been in trouble for sure. Totally forgot about that one. And there's like three of those this year. You see, I'm having a hard time even identifying with your point, James, because I'm realizing on this podcast that I'm the opposite. Oh, no. Player. <laughs> <laughs> not even. Not even like I, I listen to all the podcasts and get in, in first. I think this is the true opposite of you, where I am finishing around the bottom feeder like you, but I'm doing all the things. So, like, I don't even want you to get that link. I don't want Pat to send that to you. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, you get proof that it doesn't matter. It's, that's, that's the thing. 
Oh, I, that's true. I, I listen. I try to get in a couple podcasts a week on, on fantasy football, but it gets me nowhere. If anything, it makes me overanalyze. Yep. I think, I, look, I think it's time to recognize that being at the bottom has nothing to do with our ability at fantasy football, even though I have a demonstrable uh, track record of not doing things when I should. But what it really means is that we're cursed. We're cursed. Yeah. I mean, you you had one of the best picks of the first round, and you're still a bottom feeder. You had Dalvin Cook. You 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 took a risk. It paid off because of that because of that podcast. But your team still sucks. So what are we doing here? I say that all three of us are still considered very good fantasy football, very good fantasy football owners. Wow! But it is just a long track <laughs> of consistent bad breaks for all three of us over years. For, the, for those that can't hear it, if, if it doesn't come through in the recording, Julie is laughing at Gonzo for this very tenuous attempt to say that he's a good fantasy football player. Um, what do you say? He's not that bad. I'm taking a line from Wavy Dave on this, and I'm okay in other leagues. Okay, okay. Okay, though. That's good. Yes. That's pretty good. All right, let's let's move on. We we've already started it because you guys can't really you guys are conflating grievances and rule suggestions. So let's let's jump into some more rule suggestions. Do you guys have any others that were that were in mind for you? I've got a couple if you don't. No, just randomize and draft order. Okay, randomize draft order. Sam, anything else besides your like nine team playoff with a round robin and a wild card? I've heard my grievances. I, I know we're done with grievances. We're on rule suggestions. I told you your problem was you said your grievance as a rule suggestion, and now you're calling them a grievance again. Sam. <laughs> okay, so Sam's aired his grievances, so he doesn't have a rule suggestion. All right, well, we'll, we'll move into mine, I guess. Um, so I've got two. I've got two. Um, I think what we need to do, because – there are the, – the problem that I tend to have and I think that you guys tend to have as well is we never end up with the players that have those wild weeks where like one player scores 50 points and that's a problem because I'm, if I don't have the boom bust player, I'm never going to have the boom so I'm never going to win those weeks. My good weeks are like 104 and there's – I don't have the Jesse times where it's like 152 points or Sam, you may have had it once this year. But the point is – I don't have that. So what we need to do is is instead of it being your aggregate score for the week versus the aggregate score of the other person for the week, we need to do a head to head at the position level. So who you play at QB, it's like a it's like a match play in golf. So who you play at QB versus who they play at QB, whoever scores the most gets a point. Who you play That's at eight ball, right? I like that idea. I and like then that. and then we can say like, oh well, I lost ten to nothing instead of. 120 to 60, but it'll at least be 10. It'll only be 10 point difference. Yeah, that's fantasy. That's like fantasy baseball style. I like it. All right, that's a that's a that's a rule suggestion that we're going with. The other one, uh, I have a playoff concept. Everybody makes the playoffs, um, but we do we do parity where we're going to handicap your scores. So I go into the playoffs playing Jesse one versus twelve because I'm assuming he's going to come in first or I don't know maybe Rice, but. Uh, Basically, I will get a 20-point head start, and he's got to beat me that way. I don't think this will encourage tanking at all. I think that we're an honest bunch, and yeah, that's... uh, No tanking whatsoever. 
would it encourage tanking? Because you're you're going for a handicap, but you'd have to be like stashing good players, but not starting them, and yeah. that takes another level of uh, analytics. Yeah. You have to know how to pick the wrong player every single week. In that world, it's more impressive to finish last. Caters to us. I vote yes. And then it becomes, what's a better keeper? A, a QB that gets like negative five or negative ten every week, or a QB that's getting like twenty and twenty-two every week. I no, you got to be the consistent negative ten. I love that. As soon as Sam started talking, we heard the uh, the trombone from Shit's <laughs> Creek. That was like perfect, perfect timing. <laughs> the trombone is so loud. Uh, all right. Well, okay. Next topic on the agenda. This was this was a, a Gonzo uh, Gonzo requirement. So I, we're entering the dream world here, Gonzo. You told us you had a dream that was going to shape your fantasy life and career going forward. So tell us about this dream. Well, I don't know if it's going to shape it, but I'd like to discuss maybe like the, the impact it will have on my fantasy life and what it means in relation to that. So last night I had this dream. I haven't even told Julie yet. Um, oh, God. Julie, you gotta get you got to get in here. <laughs> I have, Sorry, I have some weird <laughs> dreams, but uh, this is up there, but it's brief. So anyway, I'll get into it. Um, I'm, on, I'm on the field, NFL game. You're on the field? Yep. What position are you playing? Corner. Corner. Okay. Yep. Gonzo Ramsey. They're they're marching. I don't remember who the quarterback was. I really wish I do, but um, you'll never guess who I'm lined up against. Um, scary Terry. They're they're way taller than me. Uh. Let's play NFL. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Yes. <laughs> I did not tell James about this before. Specifically didn't. That's ridiculous. So yeah, I'm randomly lined up against Kevin Durant. They're they're like on the uh twenty twenty five and Is this he, pre or post Achilles injury? Like are we talking healthy Durant? He's healthy. Oh boy. He's good to go. <laughs> um and ooh, that's that's deep though. How do I know? Maybe I was going against a hospital. <laughs> Well, here's the question. Did he run? Yes. All right. So, all right, snap. He runs. He does like one of those Antonio Brown kind of like shimmy hard slant. And then he gets towards the end zone with it and, and tries to pivot back um, towards the sideline to shake me out of my shoes. Mm-hmm. I remember grabbing his jersey because he, he was going that way, but I had no chance at that at that point. QB misread it as if he was still going on a slant right to my chest. Beautiful. So you picked off Kevin Durant. Yep. So basically I have Kevin Durant's number. And so I, I pick it in the end zone, return it, <laughs> shake a couple tackles. 104? But all the way. <laughs> but I don't go all the way. I make it to like the, the 20 or the 30 on the other side. Who tackled you? I think it was Terrell Suggs. <laughs> Russ Suggs playing offense? <laughs> but yeah, it was him. Okay, so... So I'm trying to dissect that in terms of fantasy. It's like, I'm going to surprise everybody and go almost all the way. Mm-hmm. 
So, so you're, yeah, if we, if we want to do some dream analysis here, so you've got a, a matchup against someone who's much bigger than you in Kevin Durant. So you, you see yourself as an underdog um, because you do not believe you're a bottom feeder. So you see yourself as an underdog that nobody believes in. But um, I don't see myself as that, so to me, it's are you playing this week? Match, regular matchup. Oh, so you're just like, I match up well against anyone, including Kevin Durant. Including Kevin Durant in football. Yeah, as long as they're playing the wrong sport, I match up great. <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing out there. Yeah, I mean, he, he can't juke you out of your shoes. I mean, he did, but the QB misread it. It's probably Kirk Cousins. Uh, could have been. But or, then you, okay, what, as soon as you have something good happen for you, um, you, you go full speed after it, but you don't make it. So... Your pick, your pick of Kevin Durant is your drafting of Dalvin Cook, and it's not going to take you all the way there. It looks like it, <laughs> like it looks like it could. It's like a false facade. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a mirage. Like, sure, it was a good pick, but if I was going to pick him the whole time, why didn't I just choose eighth or ninth instead of sixth and take him there? Yeah, but you wouldn't have had him to be honest. I, I think I was like right after you or Sam, like or two picks okay. after you. I would have taken him, but but ju- I mean, just like Dalvin Cook, no touchdown. So there you go. That's the dream. You are Dalvin Cook in fantasy this year. Getting it done, but um, the offense never touches the field. Yeah, it's great. Julie, what, do you have any analysis for for Gonzo needing to hide from everyone that he was uh, matched up against Kevin Durant and doing the big reveal? You kind of nailed the dream analysis. <laughs> I was sitting here like, wow, yeah. So, no, I have nothing to add here. That's perfect. Hey, David. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Um, great. So, great dream, Gonzo. Um I, I wish I could say I had a similar one, but I I didn't. I've never I've never played football against Kevin Durant, uh, real or dream world. To me, the easy analysis, fantasy wise, is I go on a tear, six and zero, whatever it is, to the playoffs and lose the championship. Tear, no pun intended, with Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that, James. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Sam, you got any dreams you want to share with us now that we're talking about dreams? Uh, I do not. I do not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <By yourself. laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I, I can't remember any dreams in the last my week. Dreams. I don't know what to say. Like, I wake up, that I remember, and I'm like, oh, shit, that was crazy. But literally, ten minutes later, I'm, it, 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 I, don't, I don't remember shit. Yeah, it sounds... I just remember being tired. Quick uh, PS, or what do you call it, on top of that dream. Um, I've had one kind of like it, where I was in the dunk contest... The NBA got second. Got second. second. Oh, no. <laughs> Johnson, do you have oh. a dream journal? <laughs> no, but, damn, I know what you're talking about. When you remember it right away, but then ah. you got to remember it and, like, walk through it. Either either tell someone or, like, walk through it again, and yeah. then you'll have I mean, you'll have this one forever, so that's great because it's going to yeah. be memorialized on the pod. So... I, when when somebody either pays for a Kevin Durant cameo or when he when we get enough clout that he's going to come on the podcast, we'll be able to tell him about it. It's going to be yeah. great. 
oh my god, I wish Kevin Durant was on Cameo, and and we could just send him one that says like, shout out Gonzo for picking me off in your dream. That was pretty cool, man. <laughs> he would be on Cameo. He probably yeah, like, is, but it'd probably be like a thousand bucks. Maybe maybe we say the winner, like all the winnings go towards a cameo of either Kevin Durant or uh, like Alex Jones from Infowars and just get a really weird one. <laughs> Is Alex Jones from Infowars on cameo? I mean, probably. That's not what I could probably see being on Infowars. Uh, he's got to be. He's got to be. He's a job. Of course he's on cameo. He's the god of cringe personified. I bet he accepts <laughs> probably probably okay um well that's great as that a great meeting of the bottom feeders club uh since i have the pleasant street boys i'm gonna sam i'm gonna give you a second shot here do we have any scary terry stories oh come on we were even discussing how i don't have any like oh, I, I, I just remember scary keith and 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 terry gonzo had some had some had some crazy stories he was the neighbor i mean i i, I just lived up the street yeah All i saw was keith getting into his badass car and pulling over he'd, he'd usually like stop and give me like a fuck you or something like that i don't know it, it Wait, so, no he didn't that's like an 80s movie he didn't stop and just give you a fuck <laughs> you and then peel away no it kind of makes sense that sam doesn't have stories because i was two houses down and we're in an eye shot of each other and but sam was up the hill yeah, with the hoity-toities up the hill, and um, never really. I was actually on the hill. If you want to get real specific, but the only time you saw Vinny or Keith is when they would speed by. Like they would fucking race by on that sandy street with kids. Every time he got into his car, he would yell at us, "Don't hit my car!" Flipping us off. That's like an eighties movie. He yelled, Dude, "Don't hit my car!" What, like, were you just standing outside? Well, we were playing tennis ball or, or something that might. We probably hit his car a bunch. Let's be honest. <laughs> actually did and that's what is that's my basically one good story about him is that um him i'm saying <laughs> we're not even talking about terry terry is the sister her two older brothers finney and keith both like the same dude just a few years apart and both like always wore the off same leather, cut off leather jackets and like had uh what were they sam firebirds or it was, a, it was a trans am or firebird it had that big firebird image on the on the hood, but I don't remember if it was actually one or if they had just painted it on there. But we were always pretty close to it in Tenny Ball because that was yeah. the home run fence. There's no <laughs> way we didn't hit that car once or twice. I don't but, remember doing well, it specifically, we, we, but we never hit it. And then their dad came out yelling. He was like, "Your kids are gonna hit the car!" And I'm like, "We've never hit it before." And then my dad comes out and he's just like, "Chill, water in the lawn." Now that I look back at it, he must have been high because he's just like hanging back. Like, no, they've never hit it, so. <laughs> and then Scary Terry's dad is still all up in arms, like, he's gonna hit the fucking car! And my dad's like, it's a tennis ball. Never done it. And uh, there was no fight. Whole story. The whole scary family is a bunch of, a bunch of scaries. All right. Well, great. So, no pressure if you cut that out, James. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's really, it's enriching. It's enriching. I, I feel like I learned a lot. Um, yeah, I feel like I need a cold shower after, but okay. It's great. <laughs> All right, well, this is this was a wonderful meeting. Appreciate you guys coming on. Um, 
hopefully the next next year's bottom feeders meeting is just Pat, Verk, Wavy, and I don't know Brian, and not not any of us. But it's pretty likely that I'll be in there. Yeah, and uh, you know that brings up another thing. Where's Pat in this? Maybe he's been getting too much airtime on Prishcast, but. He is by the numbers bottom feeder this year. It's about it's about historical records, Gonzo. It we we are consistently there, so we need we need some more people to be consistently there. But it's okay, it's, it's okay, it's Gonzo. You're have you're two and four. Two. You're two and four. You're on your way to three and four. I believe in you. You're gonna you're gonna climb out of there, um, and you're still gonna be a bottom feeder because it's about the consistency. But that's okay. I'm on my way. <laughs> All right, great meeting, guys. Great, great first cast. Happy to, uh, thanks for having me on. Happy yeah. to join you. Yeah. Come back Excited anytime. To be here. Goodbye. Later. Hey, sports fans. Are you looking for a little love? Well, today, our podcast is brought to you by GreatMate.com. Our philosophy here at GreatMate is to help you find the best mate And not just the best mate, the greatest mate. All you need to do is log on, type in our website address, gr8mate.com. Walk through the easy 17-step process. And just like the man Gardner Minshew says, we're going to take you from the friend zone to the end zone. That's great mate dot com g r eight m a t e dot com now back to the show